guys, and welcome back to the Wings of Fire Fan Wings podcast, where we talk about all things Wings of Fire. But today, we will be talking about the newly released book five graphic novel, The Brightest Night. And I know it was released like a week ago, maybe a bit more than a week ago, but we're just going to call it newly released because it was released recently. Also, a few things before I get started. First of all, happy 2022. Also, happy belated holidays. Another thing, I know I haven't made a podcast in a long time. I've been kind of busy with school, and then I've been also binge watching Encanto, which is a Disney movie for the past few days. Um, if you ever want me to do a podcast on that, I'm very happy to because it's a good movie in my opinion. And um, yeah, I've just been kind of busy, so we're back, and we're gonna make a podcast. Last thing before we get started. Shoutouts to a lot of people who have asked for shoutouts over the course of while I've been gone. First of all, Waffan, thank you for watching the podcast. Also, Dwagon Mimi. Uh, we stand Dwagon. I don't know if it was supposed to be Dragon or if it was just a typo, but Dwagon is cool. So, yeah. <laughs> also, Lunar Wolf. And the review said criticize like some ships but I mean it's fine criticizing is kind of what we do here and I just tried to avoid controversial opinions if I'm being honest because I want this to be something everybody could listen to without getting in a fight in the review section so yeah <laughs> also five six five 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 six seven I'm also just reading um, the names you put on your reviews by the way also fire coral no nickname taken also thank you no nickname taken for watching like half a year that's really cool and also i love story and that is it with the shout outs if you want a shout out you can just ask for one and now let's get into the book five graphic novel podcast another thing before we get started this will have spoilers for the whole first arc aka books one through five so if you haven't read those Stay away from them, read them, and then come back to this podcast. And obviously spoils for the books one through five graphic novels. <laughs> and minor spoilers for book 10 and possibly book 14. I'm not sure, but just make sure you've read most of the series, but I won't be spoiling any like major plot points in the second arc and the third arc. So yeah. Anyways, let's get on with the talk about the graphic novel. First of all, the designs. Okay, so this book, there are a lot of sand wings, also known as a lot of dragons who look super similar. But they actually did a really good job. Like, Mike Holmes did a really good job of trying to, like, differentiate them, not only through the small, like, details and the colors, but also through, like, the way they reacted to other dragons for example burn who had like a great design in this in my opinion looks so much bigger than like clay and the other dragonettes obviously she is a lot bigger but like it just adds to her intimidation factor and i really like that also thorn is cool she is cool anytime anywhere i like her a lot so her design was cool in this too also i have counted and six claws actually does have six claws. I'm very happy about that. Um, 
I'm not sure if he does for like all the times he appears, but I counted the first time he appeared, or at least one of the first times he appeared, and he had six claws. I am so happy about that for some reason. <laughs> also, some characters we didn't really get that much of a description of, like Oasis, uh, Queen Oasis of the Sandwings, who was before the Sandwing War of Succession, died. Yeah. Anyways, I really like her, um, coloration for some reason. I don't know. She just strikes me as, like, a intimidating dragon. I like that. Um, so it's kind of nice seeing, like, a visual depiction of her because we never got to really have too too much description in the real books and another quick disclaimer i haven't read book five <laughs> in a little bit but i do remember most parts of it because i've read every single wings of fire book at least twice so yeah and of course keebly's design I like it a lot. The freckles are really nice. And then you can kind of see, like, the scar on it, too. And I like the part where Seti was trying to fall asleep in his introduction to, like, the scorpion den and other information, because I always like that scene. Yeah. And Smolder and Flower and, like, all the humans in this were pretty cool, actually. I liked it. So, yeah. Now... Speaking of humans, let's go to the third part of the book, where the Eye of the Onyx basically kills Blister. Now, in the graphic novel, it looks slightly like electrocution to me. And as we have seen from one of Thorne's lines in book 10, it says blown up by the Eye of the Onyx. Maybe not those exact words, but I know it says blown up. So my theory about the Eye of the Onyx is that it has a different punishment for every single person. For example, Blister, who it seemed to have electrocuted. In the book five, I don't think we got that much of like a vivid description of what happened, but in the graphic novel, it definitely looked like she got electrocuted, then turned to ashes. First of all, I thought, like, the little skeleton ash thing looked kind of cool, but also slightly terrifying. <laughs> well, not, like, terrifying, but slightly scary. Um, but the Eye of the Onyx, I have no idea how the exact enchantment was written or how they made it that way, but I do assume one thing. It has to do with each individual dragon. Now, as for Blister, if we go back to book two, Eel, Electrocution, Prisons. Okay, this might seem a bit like a far-fetched theory, but maybe it's some, like, small foreshadowing. So, Eel, elect Electric Eel, Prisons in the Seawing Kingdom. I think that was originated by Blister. I don't think Korra would have come up with that idea. I don't think the Sea Wings would have needed that before the Sandwing War of Succession. Because why would they have all these prisoners? What other wars were going on? So, I think that's one of Blister's ideas. And having the electric eels, and basically, you fall in, you die. Exactly like Whirlpool did. I think that's slightly symbolic, because if my theory is correct, that Blister is the one who maybe convinced Coral to make the prisons, then 
she would be suffering the same fate as possibly prisoners who would have tried to escape but failed or as whirlpool who we all know what happened to whirlpool or at least if you read book two you know what happened to whirlpool um yeah so my thing is that the eye of the onyx basically just has different punishments for every single person for example who knows what it would have had to burn like maybe it would have been some sort of like uh I can sense she liked arena battles a lot, so maybe, I mean, this is just speculation, but if it is different punishments, like a ghost dragon sort of killing her, I guess? I'm not 100% sure, but it would be like some really like interesting ghost dragon hallucination she was fighting, or something similar to that. I don't think it's just every single queen who it well, not queen, because obviously they die. But, like, potential queen it touches. It does different things for. And I think that would actually be a really cool concept. And if you ever venture out to the Sandwing Kingdom again, and somebody else touches the Eye of the Onyx, we'll see what happens then. <laughs> um, yeah. But I really liked the concept of the Eye of the Onyx when I first read the series. I thought it was super cool. And now to see it, like, visually, I like that a lot. And then also, Dragon Bite Vipers, visuals, I like that a lot as well. Okay. Now, the Scorpion Dead. The Scorpion Dead is probably one of my favorite parts of the Sandman Kingdom. It is super duper cool. Or should I say hot because desert? Okay, no, that was bad. Fine, I'm sorry. Anyways, um... I always thought the scorpion then. It was like so big. And I really didn't know exactly how to picture it. But the graphic novel pictured it like super well. I like it. I was thinking of all the information. I read those parts like a lot. I really like the scorpion den. I just find it super cool, first of all. But like in general, the concept, it's just really nice. But the art too. Just seeing it visually, I want to see it visually, like it's, I don't know how to describe it besides the fact that it's super amazing and really cool. Okay, now onto some other general notes about the graphic novel. Could anybody specifically tell the Nightwing's part? So I was trying to like voice act this with one of my friends. And uh, she has the Kindle version, and hers is like black and white, so we couldn't tell any of the Nightwings apart on hers. I know you can probably tell from the eye color, but I'm honestly not a huge eye color remembering person. <laughs> I know that seems like such a specific thing you're not good at, but I'm just not good at that, I guess. <laughs> um, I could kind of tell who Fierce Teeth was, because I think she looked a bit slimmer than the other ones. And then I could also kind of tell who Prey Hunter was, because Prey Hunter was a person who said the thing Fierce Teeth responded to. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, it was a tiny bit hard to tell them apart. Because, I mean, like Nightwings and Sandwings, their color scheme is so similar. And possibly Icewings. But we'll have to wait to see more Icewings in the graphic novels to see how that turns out. Okay. Second note in book five i remember this really amazing scene 
And it happened in the graphic novel too, but they cut out one of the parts. Um, it was a scene where Glory's telling the Nightwings, like, okay, you've lost your home, you have to be nice to the Rainwings or else you're out of here, basically. And, um, they're trying to say, like, Nightwing Village, okay, we have to count you, who's gonna count? And then Jonghu's like, oh yeah, I can do it. Like, there must be no more than 20 Nightwings here, right? I mean, 20 is a super high number. I can count up to 20. I like that scene so much. They cut it out. Um, and just to make sure I didn't, like, misremember, I went to the Wings of Fire wiki, and it said he was only mentioned in the Brightest Night graphic novel. Which was sad, because I like Jambu. I like him a lot. He just seems slightly funny. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just like his personality. His personality, he is super cool in my opinion. And uh, I kind of wish they would have added that scene in. It's little stuff like that that I keep rereading in the books that I really like. Also, super off topic things similar to this. Did anyone... When they read book one, like the first few pages of book one, when they were just reading, really liked the jump in the river part. Okay, the jump in the river words, you know, I was like, just jump in the river. If you're cold, jump in the river. If you're sick, jump in the river. If you're hungry, jump in the river. That part. It was my favorite part of book one for a while. Um. Until, like, Scarlet came, and I like Scarlet a lot. I mean, Scarlet is super interesting and thrilling, and, like, she's a good character. Like, a very well-written character. And I enjoy reading her, but I would not want to meet her. Ever. 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 <laughs> um. Anyways, with that, jump out of- Jump into the river thing out of the way. Just to sum this up. Okay. So, for book five graphic novel, I really liked the designs of all the Sandwings. Like, Burn, Thorn, Keely, Six Claws, Smolder. In general, I really just like the Cobra patterns on the uh, backs of some of the Sandwings. And Smolder has that, so I really like Smolder's design. The Eye of the Onyx. My theory is that basically it just delivers a different punishment for every single dragon it delivers a different punishment based on what they've done in life and if the fact that blister basically encouraged or maybe forced or manipulated or whatever you want to call it coral into making the uh electrocuted eel prisons maybe that's why it kind of looked like she got electrocuted or maybe it was just some like slight difference between book five and the graphic novel also like i said i haven't read the actual book five in a while i just don't remember anything about like electrocution so correct me if i'm wrong but i think my theory might still be right and i think it would be really cool to see it on somebody else and the scorpion den. I love the scorpion den. It was so good. Another thing I did not mention that I do want to mention. The wanted posters. Oh my gosh. Wanted posters. I had always found that so interesting. And Dune looked like 
slightly different. And I just kind of like that, honestly. I like the wanted posters idea when I first read the novel. So actually seeing it in the graphic novel was super cool. Another thing, Nightwing telling apart. If anybody could, like, specify which eye color Nightwing is who, that would be super helpful. I know I could probably figure it out on myself, but, like, <laughs> I don't know if I will. I could if I really wanted to. I would probably just have to search it up, and it would take a bit. And uh, the counting scene. The counting scene was one of my favorite parts of Book 5, so, you know, counting scene. They kind of cut it out with it. But that is okay. And one other thing I did not mention. Bonus content for anybody who stuck around until the end. Dinner. Stoneweaver's box dinner. <laughs> I'm pretty sure dinner is like the first fox in the graphic novel. I'm just going to say fox drawings are good. I really like the fox drawings. And dinner in general. And now that I reread book five. And it says, like, this can even work on animals? And could it work on dragons? And then Stone Mover says, well, it works if you're desperate enough. Okay, slight spoilers for Darkstalker here. This made me think back to Darkstalker and how he seemed, like, kind of desperate, honestly, to get White Out back. So then he controlled Arctic. I don't think he was as desperate as, like, I'm going to actually, like, die if I don't get food as Stonemover was. But, you know, and it wasn't as much of a harmless enchantment, enchantment as Stonemover was. As he said, that dinner gets to basically live his life as a normal fox. Just bring him food, like, every two, three days, etc. But it seems super similar to, like, the Arctic situation. And I hope dinner is still doing well to this day and dinner is amazing i'm just gonna say that amazing character <laughs> dinner should be a pov okay i don't know why i like dinner so much but dinner is just cool in my opinion but that slight bit of foreshadowing it makes everything else make so much more sense because it's not like it was a thing people didn't do after Darkstalker because they were so scared. People still do it on, like, animals and objects and to another extent, the objects really alter a person. And fitting in with the Eye of the Onyx, I feel like Book 5 has so much animus magic that it really crosses the line of, like, could you control animals and people with certain objects? Like, the Eye of the Onyx killing any person who was unfit to be Sandwing Queen. I mean, that makes sense for what had happened in the time period and what was made, etc, etc. But, like, dinner also makes sense, but, like, the tiny bit of foreshadowing that leads into being able to control dragons, like, actual dragons, is just slightly insane to me. And I know I keep saying slightly for some reason, but it was, like, completely insane. And just... Seeing that bit of foreshadowing and reading back the books when you know it's gonna happen is so cool in my opinion. If you haven't done it, try it. Okay, now Darkstalker spoilers are over. Um, if you had this on low volume because you haven't read Darkstalker, 
you could turn it back up to full volume now because Darkstalker spoilers are over. Totally over. Not going to mention anything about what I just mentioned. Well, that wraps up the podcast about the book five graphic novel, The Brightest Night. I really liked it. If you haven't gotten it, I recommend getting it. Like, it's really cool, in my opinion. And I can't wait for them to do our two graphic novels, if they do do our two graphic novels. Because I want to see the Ice Wings, first of all. I want to see Jade Mountain. And, you know, just all the new characters we get to see. And then the Darkstalker Moon thing would be super cool to see in a graphic novel. Um, that is, like, book six spoilers. <laughs> um, but I just said Darkstalker Moon thing. I'm not going to go into any more spoilers specificity but just the whole second arc would be super cool to see in a graphic novel so i hope they add it in well that was a bit of a long outro so anyways happy 2022 everyone happy belated holidays i am back hopefully we'll be doing more podcast episodes soon and i will see you in the next one thank you for listening